the Coastal Distinct Podcast. It's your boy, DJ K. I'm glad you guys tuned back into the show. I haven't seen you guys since last week, man. I had two girls on here about the law, and they was telling y'all guys, look, make sure you, you uh, invest into Park West Injury Lawyers. They're going to get you out of trouble, man. Look, if you have any type of troubles with any type of uh, drugs, some substances, DWI, Make sure you hit up Park West Attorneys. Then my girls over there. I'm glad they came. Show love last week. Much love to them. Shout out to my sponsor, 605 uh, Infused Cocktail. I appreciate you guys for investing in the show. Make sure you guys who, who haven't had it, it's the only cocktail in the world. I did say not Houston, not the United States, in the world. That's big, right? That's infused with marijuana and alcohol, and it's a great taste. You could. It's summertime here. Make sure you can mix it into your margarita. You can put it into your your uh, martini. You can put it in anything. You know what I'm saying? Your pina colada, daiquiri, whatever it is, down in New Orleans. Shout out. But anyway, guys, make sure you invest into 605. That's 605.com. Instagram is uh, drinkalp6. Shout out to you guys. Today, guys, I have a special show for you guys. You know when I look. One, it's always a special show, but when I have a fellow Jaguar up here, you know, it's always going to be something great, and it's always, always going to be something beautiful and some information that you guys need to know. Uh, I'd like to welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome Mr. Todd Smith. Hey, brother, what's going on, man? Dream happened for me. You know how it is, man. So look, so I feel kind of underdressed. You know what I'm saying? Nah, bro. You know what I'm saying? You know, the this brother, is how we do. brother this, came in the studio. But this today. the noobs. I'm, you know, you know how the noobs Alpha Sigma. Shout out. You know how we do. We clean Shout at out all times. You know what I mean? So I gotta represent them brothers right there. So. I'm not mad at that, brother. Look, next time I know, look, next time I see you again, I might have a three piece on. Man, man do that, man. I'll come, well, we're in the middle of the summer in the Houston. You yeah, know, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's gonna that. be rough, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, Todd, man, look, I want you to get this get started, man. I'm first of all, I appreciate you coming on the show and everything, no man. Uh, and I know you got some stuff going on, especially with black men. Yeah, some brothers, you know yeah. what I'm saying. And yeah. that's why you came on the show because I want you to get the people to understand what you got going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So first, before we get started, man, let the people know where you're from. Born and raised in Houston, Texas. Okay. Uh, north side of Houston, Eisenhower High School graduate. My parents, both of my parents are from the state of Louisiana, so I'm a first generation Texan. My dad is from Kentwood. Uh, my mother's from Abbeville, which is right outside of Lafayette. Okay. They met at Southern University. Shout out. You know, the hold greatest. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold up. Shout out where? Where? Southern. Hey. The Southern. Shout out to the University. There you go. They met there on the bluff back around 1967, 66. Uh, fell in love, as you, you know, as they say, and got married and moved to Houston. My dad got a job at Shell Oil Company. Mm. My mother came and became a teacher uh, at first in North Forest ISD, which is closed down, taken over by HISD in Aldine Independent School District. So um, I was born here, have a sister. She went to Southern, but ended up graduating from uh, U of H downtown. She's also an educator. But um, yeah, man, just just a. a a, a fellow Jag, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, Louisiana is in my heart, even though I'm a Texan. I feel okay. connected more to Louisiana than Texas as a whole, you know, and just out here trying to make it in this media game. So, you know, so you know it's funny. Funny you say that because I know you know we have a great alumni here, right? Yeah. Big alumni base here. And a lot of people that's from Louisiana that eventually moved to Houston, Yeah. Uh, they say the same thing. Yeah. They say either they're from here or they went to yeah. Texas. I mean, went to Louisiana and came back. It's yeah. like, well, we Louisiana more than Texas. Because the thing is, like, Houston being such a big city, I never ventured too far to the country towns of Texas. You know, I have some family from Dallas that live in Dallas, but they're right. from Baton Rouge as well. Okay. But so when you talk about these small towns, I, I'm connected to them in Louisiana more than 
Houston, more than Texas. You see what I'm saying? So there was no, nothing for us to go to Southern and have a friend from Morgan City or Faraday or uh, some of these small, Generette, some of these small right. towns. I know those towns. I've driven through them. I've hung out there. So Louisiana, it's, it's a part of your spirit. You yeah. know what I mean? You, you're from Houston, but you know your roots are somewhere else. That's how it feels like for me, being a first-generation yeah. Texan. It is. And, and then what's, what's funny about that, the culture. Yeah. We have a lot of culture that's from Louisiana here. Yeah, exactly. But a lot of people, like Beaumont, like yeah. my, my mom's dad's people, they moved from Abbeville to Beaumont. Beaumont is filled with Louisiana people. So you're going to bring that culture with you. Right. You're going to bring the crawfish boil. You're going to bring the seafood. You're going to bring the, 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 the party and the second lines and, you know, all of that. So look, Texas is kind of like Louisiana. Houston is like Louisiana West, that Houston area. Mm. It's I call it Louisiana, Louisiana West. West. You wow. see what I'm saying? Because that culture is still – Louisiana. You got some Texas there, but put it like this, man. I'd much rather go to a crawfish ball than a rodeo. Oh. Ooh. Hey, that's hey. I'd much rather go to Mardi Gras than a rodeo. Ooh. A rodeo really? parade. Yeah. A ro- I, I, I don't connect to it. I lo- the concerts, yeah, that's cool. You know what I mean? I'll go see some of the artists of Bun B's and Mary J. Blige's right. of the world. But I don't care about mutton busting and, 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 <laughs> and, and but I'll I'll go to a crawfish ball in a New York minute. But you, you know, know what? That's my first time hearing that. Yeah. I'd rather go to Mardi Gras yeah. than Rodeo. Yeah. And the thing is, in Houston, even though outside of the energy corridor and, yeah. you know, the energy, the oil base, uh, it's really not too much entertainment here. No. No. Houston is a place to work, raise a family, but as far as partying and tourism and entertainment, it's not... That's not, not that. Yeah. So let me ask you this. And with Regal Media, uh, the inspiration behind it, because I know you said you 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 know you have an inspiration in our community and you have a passion about black men yeah and having conversation which is a stigma already yeah and and I think it's changing though to be perfectly honest with you I think this is coming my show is coming out and my magazine is blowing up at the perfect time because I think more men are open open to discussing issues like for instance I did an interview earlier today and a young lady asked me will you talk about uh, mental health and physical health mm. health and how it affects black men and she brought up Jamie Foxx's situation. I think those days of men being scared to open up are slowly shifting away. In 2023, some some objects that black men, they, uh, like people don't know, like some things that they deal with, that they are, like you say, you mentioned earlier about mental health, but yeah. other than mental health, some other things that they don't, they're not willing to discuss, but they're willing to discuss on the round table. I think, I think we're willing to discuss pretty much a lot of things now, but I don't think we've always had the opportunity. If you look at media, a lot of media companies, a lot of the big wigs, if you're not saying exactly what they want you to say, they'll get rid of you. You know what I mean? A lot of the cable mm-hmm. networks. I've seen this happen with Don Lemon. Yes. He got into it with a, with a guy who's p- kind of explaining to him what it's like being a black person. And Don's like, you know, I'm black. I'll explain that. I'll explain that to you. They'll get rid of you. So you have a lot of misconceptions about black men. And Oprah Winfrey, there's a, thing, there's a, a comment Oprah Winfrey made about the myth of absentee black fathers. It's going viral, saying that th- a lot of those statistics are totally incorrect. Right. And I try to highlight black fathers as much as possible and give them a platform because I've mentioned this before, you can look at numbers and numbers can be totally misconstrued. Like even though a man is not the father's not in that house doesn't mean that they're not a part of their lives. And right. and so I know in my family, on my dad's side of the family, I've had a couple of cousins who grew up without their father, but the father didn't leave them. The father was killed. So you have to t- that there's a when people look at numbers in the media, I see this all the time on Fox News. Absentee black fathers, and this is the reason why, and we don't need to pay attention to police brutality and forget reparations. The problem is there's not black fathers. Like, but is that really true? Right. You know what I mean? I know black fathers who 
divorce their wives or their wives divorce them and their kids might be in Houston, but their job took them to Atlanta. So the kid might not be around them until Christmas or summer. But do they have an absentee black father? Like, no. No, he's no. just life circumstances happen. Right. And so that's the common misconception I would love to address, but we have to do it on our own. We have to do it on a culturally distinct podcast. We yes. have to do it on Regal Roundtable because I don't think some of the networks, the Fox News, is, and maybe not even CNN because they moved a little bit to the right. Um, the, obviously not the Newsmaxes and the OAN because the reality of black men is not something that they want to see. All media has a bias. I'm going to tell you this. Me saying I, I started at regalmag.com, I wanted to talk about issues affecting black men, and I wanted to have a positive portrayal of black men. Mm -hmm. Every year I honor at least one regal king of the year, somebody doing something positive in the community. But me saying I want positive images of black men, that shows my bias. Right. Because why Why should it be positive? Why don't you just tell everybody's story? Right, right. That's Good, true. bad, or otherwise. Absolutely. So we're all biased. We're biased with, from the story. this. Going back to Regal Mag yeah. and Regal Roundtable, how do you sell black men discussion? Because wow. I know you was the, talking about that earlier, talking about the bottom line and how companies want ratings, and from ratings you get millions I'm, of dollars. I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm going to be straight up with you. It's very difficult. Okay. Advertisers, I'm glad you got some sponsors. Major advertisers, they don't treat black media the same as white media. Mm. And people can say this is a sellout, what I'm doing. But Regal Roundtable, I tried to make it as mainstream as possible and have Regal Mag be more of an advocacy because I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing some business with some, with some organizations who are really championing me getting big sponsorships, but it, it's like pulling teeth. John Johnson with Ebony and Jet had the same problem. When he, and, and even when uh, white companies wanted to a, uh, advertise with Ebony and Jet back in the 40s, 50s, 60s, they would have like white models promoting like he's like you need to have black people promoting products and he was built real instrumental in getting the you know you had people like billy d williams with coke 45 you had you know i know that's people don't drink don't let the smooth yeah smooth taste but food, i think yeah. you had people like sherry belafonte or something with, with was it uh, some cigarette company or whatever so he was championing that and he was able to break down barriers roland martin who's much bigger than all of us mm -hmm. is still catching hell getting advertisers so i never kind of wanted to limit myself that's one of the reasons i named it regal and not african-american because i think then you limit your whole company I, and i wanted a, the umbrella company to in regal media i, I can get into film one day i can get into right, documentaries right. i can get into music so i didn't want to limit myself because i worked for a company what's what's right now was major was big but it's, it's so hard to talk about it because you could be wrong going either way yeah that transgender thing that's the thing i'm, I'm gonna say this man and i've never said this on air and this is just my opinion mm -hmm. I think kids getting surgery, I think that's, I don't care what you do when you're an adult. Right. That's just my opinion. When you're 18, 21, you can do what you want. But I, I think it's wrong for parents to, and I'm not a parent, so forgive me, to be trying to get their agenda reassignment right. at a certain age. You know what I mean? I, usually, I, w I was on a show and had a Democratic representative, a Democratic spokesperson, rep, uh, uh, my boy Dallas Jones, and a uh, I think the, I forgot the young lady's name, Angela Box. I think yeah, Angela. Name. Angela was on the show. Yeah, yeah. And for the first time, I agree with Angela. I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, and I'm on, I'm in the waiting room, the green room. I'm like, in Dallas, my boy. I'm like, I actually agree with Angela on this. I'm like, I think that what's being pushed, I think this is being pushed more, in my opinion, than when we were children. But a young lady who I uh, know who was around for my show said, and she had made me think, 
are, are we pushing the transgender issue on people or are people more comfortable now? I think we're pushing it. I think we're pushing it too. But yeah. she was like, well, maybe people now are more comfortable letting it out. But I don't remember. I went to high school and elementary school with one person who transitioned. Okay. But we knew from Jump Street. I didn't know he was going to go that far. She will go that far. Okay. But we knew from a young age. Well, they, so they did the actual I, surgery. They, they go. Oh, they was just born I, that I, way. No, I, I saw they was born a man. Okay. And I'm seeing on Facebook. I'm like, somebody asked me, where's, where's so-and-so? And I'm going to say person's name. I said, oh, I don't know that. Might not be on social media. And I asked family members I saw at church because I grew up with church, in, the, in the same church with this guy. And they won't answer the question. Like, where, where, you know, where your boy? Where your cousin at? Where your brother at? Him, her. They don't, they don't, they won't, they won't say nothing. And then one of my classmates from high school slid in my DM like, it showed me the person's Facebook page under a different name. Mm, and okay. Look, it looked like she had to transition. You know, I mean, I'm not surprised at, at, him, at her doing that. But my question is, yeah. I know you said diversity, equity, and inclusion, yeah. which, which was a new term that they use yeah. in the government and everything. My question is, does that even exist? Wow. If you just think about it, it just came out the blue. Yeah. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. Now you have all this inclusion, all this equity talk and this diversity, but does it really exist? I'm gonna say we're, none of us are all that diverse and equitable. Because we just said, we, I. I don't want to see too much of that. I don't want that's. Well, you have does it exist? No, because you can kind of say what I'm saying is similar to what some white people might be saying. I'm I'm tired of hearing too much about George. I'm tired of hearing the yada yada yada. Right. And you heard that from people when a lot of the NBA players were protesting, and I understood it. Like after hard days work, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear the politics. I understand that. You know what I mean? I understand there. So you as a as a business person, I said this on Isaiah. You have to know what your core values are, mm-hmm. and you're and if you take a stand, you might see a drop. But if you're in the right and on the right, and you're doing what's right, you'll eventually come up. Nike took a hit when they supported Kaepernick, mm-hmm. but I think that they're coming right. They they came up out of that. Like these are our values. We support what the brothers doing. Okay, we're going to piss off some people, but we're going to piss off some people if we don't do something. So you, you damned if you do, you damned if you don't. So if I say we won't, like what we're saying now, if I if I said I supported children getting transgender reaffirming surgery, I'm gonna piss off half the country. If I say the opposite, I'm gonna piss off half but the country. I, I think that's unfair, though, man. You know what? I think that, and we're gonna move on. But I just think that unfair because the thing is now, what, what happened to the uh, what is it? The Second Amendment, First Amendment, First Amendment. But people misconstrued the First Amendment. The First Amendment said the government can't infringe on your freedom, your right to speak. First Amendment doesn't apply to private business. I tell people all this all the time. I had a former teacher tell me this during the election. When people were getting kicked off Facebook and or posts were getting taken down mm-hmm. for fake news, what about freedom of the, freedom of speech? Freedom of the pre- that don't apply to Facebook. Facebook is a private company. Mm-hmm. The government can't tell you what to say and what not to do, with exception, you can't incite a riot. That's why these January the guy from January sixth they got the eighteen years. They said he wasn't there, but you 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 motivated all this. You incited this, right? Right. So you might be more guilty, and that's. Trump, that's that was that will bring Trump down eventually. You incited all this. You pumped these people up. You can't defame people. Fox News lost almost a billion dollars because they were lying. I got freedom of speech. You don't have freedom of speech to lie on a company and ruin their bottom line. Right. So, you know what I mean? You don't have that. You know what I mean? You can't. It's like, def- it's like defamation to a degree. It is defamation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you lie. You knew you were lying, and you were uh, what's the word that you were you were you were reckless with it. You weren't even negligent. You were just blatantly reckless with it, and. You, you hurt their bottom line. You you, you harmed them. They lost mm-hmm. a lot of money. They lost right. their reputation. How is Dominion going to run an election when half the country thinks that they 
are doing something nefarious and switching votes. Put it like this. When you were growing up in your mama's house, did you have freedom of speech? Could you say what you want to say? Oh, no. Thank you. But did, did, your, mama, <laughs> did your mama violate the Constitution? No, because the Constitution was her rule. That's right. In her house. In our house, right. So with my magazine and my talk show, I don't allow cussing and slurs. Racial, okay. homophobic, none of that. Even in the comment section, I take that down. Okay. I don't allow people to cuss on my show. What about my freedom of speech? You got freedom of speech, you just don't have to do my show. But I have freedom of speech as well. Because if I'm the host, if I'm the business owner, if you tell me what I can't do, aren't you taking away my freedom? Like I said, my, your your rights end where mine begins. So right, right. people have to realize freedom of speech will not protect you from losing your job. So, but why? Why is that? Because it's only applies to the government. Even if you work for the government, and I work for the government, you can't even talk about politics no more. No, I'm Good saying, why on your show? On my show, because I want it. The name Regal, royalty, class, sophistication, I elegance. You. I want to keep that image. And I don't want, I told my students this at TSU a long time ago, I would have blown up years ago if I called it ratchet media. Hmm. But I want to be the opposite of that, the antithesis of that. I want to make a lot of money. I want to be a billionaire. Trust me. I want to be Oprah. I want to okay. be Tyler Perry. But I'm not willing to do anything and everything. My father has a similar story. You know, I don't know if James and them ever told you. James my, is my cousin and good friends with, uh, with DJ KO. But, uh, he, uh, my father, was the first in our family to go to college. Okay. And uh, his brother ahead of him graduated high school, and his oldest brother never graduated high school. He got kicked out of school. Uh, ended up getting killed, killed in the streets, got killed in the club, back in the day. But my father was never around educated black men. My grandfather went to third grade, and back then the black school was only three months a year. So that's technically he went to school for nine months. Wow. My grandmother went to school to seventh grade. So three months, at 21 months, that's how much she went to school. She could read, write, count. My, my grandfather didn't want them to graduate high school, not the men, mm. not the boys. He didn't see the purpose. He didn't, see, of, he didn't yeah. see the purpose of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you need to be on this farm. And they had, they had a nice piece of land. They got a good deal working in these fields, right. milking these cows. You know what I mean? My grandmother. Sharecropping. Sharecroppers. My, and yeah. my great-grandfather, we got a lot, a lot of sharecroppers in our family. Uh, my great-grandfather was a sharecropper in Mississippi. But anyway. My grandmother wanted them to graduate high school. She didn't get the opportunity to graduate high school. She said, Cornelius, I will do their work. Mm. I will do my work and their work so at least they'll graduate high school. My father was so inspired by the principal, whose name was Collis Temple Sr. If you know anything about the Temple family in Kentwood, mm -hmm. the Collis Temple Jr. was the first black athlete at LSU. LSU. Right, basketball. Garrett Temple, his son, is in the NBA. Collis almost owns half of Kentwood now, places where black people couldn't even go they would shoot at him, run him off their property. Now he owned all that. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? So that's the the, the stock. So seeing a black principal going to their going to their house for dinner, being around educated people. My family was not educated, bro. He was like, and I think Collis, the old man senior, sent him to Southern for some kind of like, uh, you know how he, back in the day they had something called youth encampment or something like that. It was something like yeah. that, like you know, boys and girls club something. And he came back and told my mother, I think it's a boys and girls club. I, like I want to go to college. And I'm gonna go to Southern University. My grandmother cried. Fast forward, most people in my family, after he made that decision, went to college and became productive members of not saying you wouldn't have been a productive member of society. There's nothing wrong working on a farm and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Obviously, there are a lot of farmers and ranchers, filthy rotten rich. But that opened their mind. Oh, I don't have to work on the farm. Right. I don't have to pick cotton. I don't have to, because my grandmother, my, my mother on their side, they pick cotton. I don't have to pick cotton. Because they didn't graduate high school either. My maternal grandfather never went to school a day in his life because there was no schools for black people in Youngsville, Louisiana. He was born in 1902. My grandmother dropped out of 10th grade because her daddy died 
it, my great grandmother made all the girls except the youngest. It was all girls, five girls. Made the four oldest girls drop out of school to work. So she wanted her kids to go to school. So seeing she, my grand, my maternal grandmother had that vision, but my father seeing Southern, seeing the the graduates of Southern mm -hmm. be professional, that changed his perspective. It changed the whole family. Two three generations later, you got you got a got a, stu, uh, a medical school student. My little cousin in medical school. You got accountants. You got nurses. You have uh, oil workers, all because of that decision. Now, what if I can do that to one black boy out there, right? Just, just seeing, and not just seeing me, seeing both of us. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? My cousin could he watches me on TV. He didn't know we were related. It's my third cousin. Oh my God, I didn't know you were related. People, look kids do they? Yeah, they, they watch, watch. That. They do. That could change somebody's life. That I could, man. I could. Who, who knows who I'm changing? That could be the second black president. Right. That could be the first black female president. That could be. Uh, the first black major owner of an NFL team, major league baseball. You know what right. I mean? You don't know who you're going to reach. So. so let me ask you this. Yeah. In, but in, in closing, I want you to, uh, what you got coming outside of uh, Regal Media and Mag, like uh, what type of shows people to look forward to, what type of uh, articles in the magazine. Yeah. Uh, are there any opportunities for any other companies to partner, Definitely. any vendors, stuff like that? Definitely want to partner with anybody, uh, vendors, businesses, content creators, Always need more writers. The show you can catch Regal Roundtable on Sunday. Well, before you know, this, this will be out when uh, it, the show will be out by the time this airs. But May twenty eighth on an app called CGM TV. You can get the CGM TV app on your phone, uh, your, your tablet. Uh, you can get it on Roku, Amazon Fire, pretty much every smart TV. Just search for CGM TV, which is or you go to CreedGlobalMedia.tv to check Regal Roundtable out and just expect exciting guests, man. We got. Regular brothers from from just from the, from corporate America, mm -hmm. and then we have celebrities like I have nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show, okay. Marcus Wiley who's a Christian comedian. Yeah, my boy Jerome Solomon who's a Houston Chronicle sports commentator, sports columnist rather. So we have great guests Juan Villarreal who's a, a very popular uh, comedian, has been doing work for years uh, in the business. We have a lot of ex uh, exciting guests, but just think of anything. Nothing is off limits on this show. Okay. Taboo, it, it doesn't matter. We talk about what people, I would think, are scared to talk about, but we do it in a respectful way. We mentioned earlier how we don't want people bashing women or bashing this right. group, bashing this group. We do it in a respectful way, but nothing is off limits. So just check that out. And uh, Regal Mag, uh, you can just expect us to continue to be advocates for black men, uh, finding black pos positive black men. I want to do a feature on the brothers from uh, the Justins from uh, Tennessee who got expelled. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. love to do an interview with them, but we're going to feature them regardless. Because uh, I want to, I want to feature them as our Regal Kings of the Year for what they did to speak up for the uh, young kids who lost their lives at the Tennessee school. Yeah, that was we need good. more freedom fighters like that. We're, I, I compare this decade to the 70s, the 60s. the 60s, 60s. Marching at school, preachers back in the day was the preachers who led the movement, but it's going to be people like us, right, right, people right. in the media, content creators, people on social media, musicians, entertainers, because we have people's ears, we have their voice. We don't necessarily have to march down the street and do sit-ins, right. we can sit right here and and have our voice be heard, you know what I mean? So we have to continue to just be advocates for our community and hopefully Regal Mad can do that. The thing is, man, because of the internet and because of social media, we can't be silenced because we don't need the gatekeepers anymore. Yeah, the gatekeepers are cool to have a big corporation behind you, but a big corporation can monitor what you say. Right, absolutely. With the YouTubes and all, you can't tell me. I know, they, I know they have their rules and stuff like that, but you can't tell me what topics per se that I can talk about. You can't silence me. You can right. silence somebody on CNN. You can, sil you can fire Don Lemon. 
you get rid of Benjamin Watson on uh, on Fox News, but you can't stop them from having an audience. They still have their fan base, Absolutely. social media. They can do what they – so we just have to continue to fight and, and, and continue to speak. Like we mentioned the transgender story, and I love for people who chime in and tell, tell me that I'm wrong. Nobody can silence us, and we can't be afraid to say what we feel because the reason why they want us silenced because the status quo can be maintained, mm -hmm. no matter what demographic. And that's why people from that community are speaking out because they were silent for a long time. Right. And I might not agree with everything they do or say, but black people were subjugated because for a while we were too we were scared before the civil rights movement. Then when Emmett Till died, like nah, we, right. we, we, we we're gonna fight. We're gonna fight now. You know, nineteen fifty five was just like the turning point when then when Rosa Parks refused that was the same year. So they know we can't be silenced. And I think for too long I do want a, a, a large audience, but I will never sacrifice my principles and my mission. Right. If you like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't. I'm not trying sure to get, I'm not trying to cross over, but I'm not trying to limit myself either. You being you. Yeah, I'm being me. You, you know what I mean? You. So I'm gonna say what I gotta say. You gonna, I know you gonna say what you gotta say. So our platforms are needed more than ever now because like we just said about the Justins in mm -hmm. Tennessee. Oh, silence them brothers, expel those brothers. No, nah, but there's a there's a Bible verse that says something to the point that even if y'all don't praise the Lord, the rocks will cry out. And right. I paraphrase, you can you can silence whoever you want to silence, but we still gonna be here and we still gonna be fighting for the people. And that's what Regal does. That's what culturally distinct does. Appreciate that, brother. Look, you can't hear the music, but the people they hear music. Man, look, y'all heard the conversation, y'all heard the topic, man. I hope you guys. I'm pretty sure you guys got something out of it. And you guys see tired in the street. But Ty don't be in the street. Ty gonna be at home, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a whole body. <laughs> if you catch me, it's by accident, man. Y'all ain't gonna. But, but holler at me on social media at Regal Todd everywhere. If you wanna chime in and tell me, you know, where I was wrong. Yeah. And, and, and holler at me if y'all, hey, anybody out DJ uh, KO gonna be on the show. If y'all got something to say, something to write about, something to talk about mm -hmm. on the show, hit me up. You know? The key word positive. 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 Yeah, no, no bashing, no hate. <laughs> right. We got too much of that in the world now. Right. But the guys, man, look, I appreciate it, man. Todd, I appreciate you coming up okay, here, man. Okay. And for me, uh, man. Talk about Regal Media and uh, Regal Mag. I'm most definitely, I'm going to tune in and everything. Uh, guys, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Once again, I appreciate you guys, everybody that support. Make sure you hit Todd up. Make sure it was RegalMag.com. RegalMag.com and Regal Roundtable talk show on CGF TV. So find the app CGF TV everywhere. Smart TV, smartphones, tablets. And there on the website, freeglobalmedia.tv. There it is. Make sure you download the app. That's what it is. Coastly Distinct, guys. We signing out. Much love to 605. I love you guys. I appreciate it. And the saying for the day is don't get hurt and don't get caught. Peace out, y'all. <laughs>